everybody. Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And again, we say thank you for being part of this. And I was going to wait to the end of this, but I'll do it real quick. So uh, we really would like to hear from you. And one of the things that we're obviously in, in building this ministry, we're We've learned about the word platform in the past couple of weeks. We're trying to increase our platform for some different things going on. And man, we need your help doing that. So if you can, you know, hey, if you'd share this podcast with people, friends and family, you know, that might get something out of it. If you would uh, subscribe to the podcast and make comments about it, that would be awesome. Uh, Do the same thing with our Facebook page, No Regrets Ministries. And we would love to hear from you and interact with you. And you can do that via, I think there's a link through the podcast, whenever you listen to your podcast, or you can go to noregrets.org and do that. But uh, we would really love to, uh, to really interact with you and to get your support. And we do covet your prayers. All right. With that little plug out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was unexpected. I okay. know. Uh, yeah, it is like a commercial, but nobody pays me nobody for it. Pays that. I do my own commercials. Would anyone like to do a commercial? All right. Yes, go we'll ahead. do that. If you want to advertise with us, that'll yeah, be great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, hey, last week we started an in depth look, at least a more in depth look, as much as 15 minutes will go on to a question, 10, 15 minutes on the five questions. And just a quick reminder five questions is a tool. That uh, originally we discovered, and I'll throw his name out there. I think his name is Mark Mobley. Uh, it was his website, one of his, a blog that he did originally, and I don't even know when he did it. That sort of gave me these questions, and we've modified them a little bit, uh, but give him all credit for the idea. And it is just a great way to be intentional about your marriage. Uh, we talked last week about the accountability that it brings. Um, and, and just to make sure you're keeping on track on some of the most important things about building your marriage. And last week we talked about the first two. You want to remind our listeners what the first two are, Carla? Yes. The first two, one is the question, how were you loved or encouraged last week? Loved or appreciated. Okay, sorry. All right. Uh, loved or appreciated last I week. How did you feel loved or appreciated last week? And then how would you like to feel loved or appreciate, you know, appreciated this upcoming week. So if you didn't catch that one, then check that one out because we're going to jump right into question three. And number three, it's just pretty simple. How can I pray for you this week? Yes, that is straightforward. So, and here's why there's so many different reasons. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on prayer and we probably will in the future on how to pray for your spouse. I think it would be a really good podcast, actually. Um, you know, I think that one of some of the things, let's just talk about prayer real quick. One, we encourage you to pray for each other on a regular basis. I, I think you ought to pray for your spouse every single day. Uh, and I think you ought to pray together on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be every day, but I think on a regular basis, two to three times a week. But I think it's so important because prayer is one of the things that builds deep intimacy in a relationship. And you want to know what your spouse wants you to pray for. Yeah. I think one of the things that, and I I think back on this, and it, it this is such a terrible confession to make, 
But I'm not going to be surprised. No, I hope. I think I may have confessed this before, but um, I look back on maybe what will you call the intense years of growing your family, and you're in the midst of that intense parenting season, and I wonder. I just don't recall if I prayed for you all that often. I mean, I think I did, maybe. Or were those in the years where you were praying, God change him, God change him a lot? Uh, I'm afraid it might have been yeah. the latter. So how, how you pray for somebody yeah, does and, matter. And so I think, well, the other thing is, and this is, I don't know that anybody else, you know, thinks this way, but it was almost like I didn't. Think about it. Hmm. I mean, like, and how stupid is that, honestly? Well, did you pray about other things? Yes, yes. And I think I always prayed for the kids. Did you think that I was so perfect that you didn't need to pray well, for me? I, I mean, that could have been it. It could have been. There's yeah, absolutely right. no chance under heaven <laughs> probably, whatsoever probably that that not. is the answer. Okay. But I'm thinking, like, did I, I don't know what that was, but when you think about it, you know, maybe... Maybe one of the things that happens and that we talk about a lot is, you know, part of one of the things, I guess, but that's God's intention. So Satan would never be interested in us doing this is the intimacy on every level that God desires and has designed the marriage to be and reflect. So if you can get distracted or you can get just unaware of what your spouse needs in the area of praying, man, what a wedge. I mean, it doesn't mean you're fighting. It doesn't mean you're having a throwdown. It just means, guess what? I'm not thinking intentionally about you enough to say what is happening in your heart and mind and life that you would like me to pray for. And again, in general, that's probably not a things that most men are really quick to, to share on their own. Yes, and if I think didn't back about it. Specifically asked. Yeah, I don't know that you said. I mean, maybe big things like something come up coming up in your work world, or at the time when you were in maybe on in ministry at a church or something, or maybe a trip or something you were leading, maybe. And I knew like events to pray for, but I don't know that I knew or ask. Sadly. Johnny, how can I pray for you? And it, like you said, it is opening. Uh, if somebody is willing to be vulnerable to share that, wow, that moves into, again, a new level of intimacy. Yeah, and I, I've sort of shared this before in talking about intimacy. The, for years, I've worked with teenagers. And one of the things, I know it sounds like a strange boundary or strange rule, but one of the things I talked about is to Christian couples that were dating is avoid deep, intimate prayer time. Yeah. That I said, hey, it's great. I think separately you ought to pray about your relationship and you ought to, um, you know, pray before the beginning of the date, pray at the end of the date, ask, give thanks for food, all those things, just the basic things. But as far as sharing those deep, intimate, emotional needs that you have, man, we really encourage kids not to do that. And the reason why is because it builds such intimacy between people. And that's going to happen whether you're married or not married. That's right. why so going back to the thing to protect your marriage, you want to be sharing those things with somebody 
of the opposite sex that's not your a family member or your spouse. Right. And so, yeah, and so that's if you're listening and you've got a teenage kids, young adult kids, college kids, and they know the Lord and they're believers and they're wanting to, you know, dating other believers, that is awesome. But you may want to talk to them about that because that really is something that you have to be aware of. So think about it in the flip, the power that it has for us when we are married, when we do want to build the intimacy, when there's no reason to not have that yet. And so it is such an incredible thing. And I I wonder if we had the ability to do a survey of those who claim to be Christians, married, that they would say, I ask my spouse on a somewhat regular basis how to pray for them. I wonder yeah, what the numbers I, would I, look yeah, like. I, don't, I bet they don't. One of the things is you were talking about that. I think that just like we talked last week, how if you ask your spouse, how did you feel loved or appreciated this last week? And they can't think of anything. Yeah. Now, maybe on their part, they aren't noticing. But if you ask somebody, how can I pray for you? and they aren't willing to share those deepest needs, it may be that they don't feel really safe to do that. Because we've talked about how important feeling safe is to growing in intimacy. Well, and you're right. And the other thing is, if, if you're listening, and this is like something you haven't ever done before, like let's say you've prayed together, but you've never really asked, or you haven't done it on any kind of regular basis, there may be a little bit of awkwardness to that. I think in all of these, there's sort of a learning curve, I yes, guess you would say. where you would get more comfortable saying, how can I pray for you this week? And again, I wouldn't be surprised if it starts out a little more, if you want to call it generic. And I'm not meaning anything's wrong with that, but meaning something that's not as intimate. Like if I ask you to pray about something at work, if I ask you to pray about, I don't know, my, my friend, my dog, you know, my whatever. Um, but I don't tell anything about maybe internally, like where I am. Am I struggling with anything? Am I fearful about something? Am I anxious about it? Am I angry over something that I'm struggling to get through? That's a little more, I got to open up. And again, that's safety to say, will you pray about this with me or for me? Because I'm struggling here. Yeah, so, you know, going back to the purpose of the five questions, it is to make sure that you're staying intentional and that you're doing those things that are going to help build intimacy. And just this simple question, how can I pray for you? And then sit back and listen. Don't, you know, don't comment about it, but just say, how can I pray for you this week? Man, it's a powerful tool that can really push you on to an intimacy that you may never have experienced yet. Um, and and one sort of caveat, and this is, I know, pet peeve with Carla. <laughs> if they share with you something that they ask you, hey, pray about this, and maybe just about their meeting coming up, or it may be about something they're nervous about, or if it's even a deeper need, make sure that not only do you pray for them throughout the week, but follow up and ask them. How did it go? How are you feeling? What's God showing you? Because that, and again, that creates that bond. Yeah. And, and it tells your spouse, hey, one, they are listening, they are praying, and they really do love me. Yeah, they really do care. 
Um, and so that that's huge. Yeah. So the follow up, if you would, to it, to just asking again about it or checking back in um, is really, really important. So I, I think if if we if we open ourselves up, which is obviously what God intends in our marriage for that place to be, that that you are you are very and totally able to be unveiled. And when you move toward that in a marriage, um, there, the coolness about that is the ability to be able to share something. And again, somebody follow up and ask about how is it? What happened? What's going on? One last thing I'd say about this question, you know, someday I hope we'll be able to share more, but this has been for us, this has been a really, really hard year. And it's not anything going on with us in our relationship. It's just because of outside influences, just because of things that happen, occurrences that happen. It's been a trial this year and really one of the harder years of our marriage and our lives. And yet it's been an incredible opportunity to be able to pray for Carla. (laughs) And one, to know when she's struggling and, and, and being able to pray for her and to be able to walk alongside and be able to, you know, bear that burden with her through praying. I can't feel what she's feeling, obviously. And, and we're so different in our temperaments that often she reacts in a totally different way than I do. But it's helped me understand her. And it's, it's just an incredibly practical way to love your spouse by praying for her. Yeah, and I I can say we have probably experienced that this. That was the last thing. Remember, we were moving. Oh yeah, on. sorry, my bad. Okay, go ahead. I was just gonna say this. The, question number three has probably been incredibly beneficial to us this past year. Yeah, thank you. Question three. Question three. Uh, all right, let's get to question four. Question four is how can I serve or encourage you in the week ahead? I like this question too. Yeah, and you know, I like them all, but I, I like know, this yeah, one. I was gonna say, is I'll there like one you don't like? No, um, I like okay, them all. Okay, somebody asked, well, how is this different from how can I love you? Well, if your partner's love language is acts of service, then they may be pretty dang close to each yeah, other. Yeah, I was gonna say, question one and question four could be very close, depending on yes. your love language. Yeah, but a lot of times, what it does is it gives that other person an opportunity when you ask that to really think and and just give you some practical ways to serve them. Um, You know, husbands, let me just throw this in here. You know, our model for leadership is Jesus. And what Jesus gave us was this incredible picture of servant leadership. You, You think back in the very, one of the very last acts that he did when he was with the disciples, he knows what's ahead of him. He knows that he's going to be betrayed by Judas. He knows that um, the cross is ahead of him. And in all of that, in wanting to teach them to the very end, he takes on that role of the lowest servant and washes their feet. Man, that's the example he's given us, that, hey, to love somebody is to serve them. And that's what this question gets at. And it's just asking and really wanting to know hey, what is there that I can do for you this week that would serve you, that would help you out, that would make things easier for you, that would encourage you? Hey, what are they? 
And this is one you can't be afraid to answer because I think sometimes people, oh, well, that's selfish to ask. No, that's part of that relationship that you're in called marriage. Yes. So I, that's, it is awesome. I love it. Sometimes I just walk in the room and say, I need to do question number four. And you just look at somebody like, what? Or I, I say, I need yeah. to do number four. And he's like, what? I'm like, she goes, here's your list. Here's a, here, yeah. I need to tell you how I need to be, um, how I would like to be encouraged or served this next week. Yes. And so I'm pretty quick on this one. You have to admit. Okay. So for somebody who's thinking, I don't know what to say, what are some ways that you think that are practical ways that we can serve or encourage each other. And let, I will say this while you gather your thoughts on that. Uh, hey, understanding their love language is important. Uh, you know, I think of somebody acts of service, this is a pretty easy one that goes hand in hand. Uh, somebody's words of affirmation, boy, that's that encouragement. You really want to look for opportunities to do that verbally, send a note, text, something like that. But what are some other practical ways that, you know, one, that you don't have to be afraid of to say, hey, I could really use help or need this? Yes. I mean, for me, again, and I'm kind of tied a little bit to acts of service. So, again, this is probably a pretty easy one for me because I will say to Johnny things like, this week is great. Like this coming week is crazy busy. And you I work, you work, in addition to the ministry, you work a full-time job at the hospital. Outside, so. Yes. So, you know, I, I'm going days and nights, some, some weeks, you know, she is, she is incredible. No, no, I'm not saying that for that. She I is mean, incredible. No, no, I'm saying, I know you work. but I, but I'm, I'm stinking tired a lot of the time. And so one of the things that is really helpful, is there some tasks that I could say, hey, is there any way you could do this and this? And they are practical things. Like, is there any way you could take my car and have the oil changed on Saturday? I just do not have a chance to, to get to it this week. Or could you even take it and run it through the wash for me? Um, something like that. Just really practical things. Man, that screams love. Now, let me say what screamed love to me. Like, would you like me to tell this one? Okay. I have no idea. So, all right, this one did take a couple of months, but okay. What the heck um, was that? Yeah, okay. Okay. So, in my car, for some well, reason. was the quickest. All right, yeah. In my in the car, the, uh, what do you call that thing? Uh, it's called a visor. The visor. <laughs> okay, the visor, the little cover on the mirror, on the visor. Um, in the car fell off. I don't even know what happened, but I guess it melted in the heat. But anyway, so it falls off. And so now every time I pull it down, it's like you're staring at yourself or it's reflecting on you or it's kind of weird. It kind yeah. of weird stuff when you're driving. So I'd said to Johnny, can we just super glue it? Can you just tape it back up there? You know, we were going to get a new one. It was ridiculous what it cost. So I was like, forget that. Uh, it was. It was like, it, it was insane. It, so we just said, okay, we don't have to have that. But so he kept saying, well, I can just fix it. I can just do and so and so. Well, this didn't happen for a little while. And all of a sudden last week, out. I had to whisper, I got, I got in the car and I was leaving the neighborhood and it was sunny. And so I go to pull the visor down and Lord and behold, there it's been uh, Velcroed, I think. Yes. So Velcro. So I just smiled. I was like, "Oh man, he did that." Now, again, it was not the given week that I asked for it, <laughs> but it was such a just a practical thing. And y'all, it was a nice surprise. It was. I mean, but obviously there are one million things, literally, that you might could do one small thing that says, "I'm serving you in this way." 
I'm encouraging you in this way. And boy, does that just, it brings joy. It brings delight. And man, when marriage has a rub, which it does for a lot of us, a lot of the time, when we can pour some joy into something and we delight one another by what we did, man, that that's a cool treat. So it's probably easier for me on question four than it is for you, Johnny. Yeah, I, I, Cause Johnny I was goes just blind. trying to think if I asked you to, yeah, you to know. serve me. Well, one thing I figure you already do so much well, that I'm not okay. going to ask you hey, to take no, on right, anything else. Now, wait else. a minute. Let's stop I'm that. I'm just telling though. you that's the way I'm thinking. But what I'm saying is I don't want people listening. See, that's a, that's a, you know, I didn't say that was a that. good mindset. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't do as I do, do as I say. Right. I mean, so you, if you're thinking, well, my spouse, you know, let's say you're, you're a mom at home right now with younger children, or you're not working outside the home right now. And so you're thinking, well, I mean, I don't want to ask for this and that because they're working outside the home. And my primary thing right now is going to be managing the home. But there may be other ways that you want to be encouraged, right? It may not be a task at all. No, for me, a lot of it's verbal. Yeah. And and when you do that, and it's just sometimes it'll be, hey, listen to this. Be honest with me. Read this. How's this sound? And knowing that I'm going to get your honest feedback and you know, that I know you don't blow smoke and that you'll be quick to say, mm, that doesn't sound right. And so when I know that you really say, no, this is really good, that's hugely encouraging to me. Well, and the other thing maybe, if if you or your spouse have a hard time coming up with something for whatever reason, then maybe you just throw out some suggestions to your spouse. Like if they are bl- at a blank, maybe you could say, well, would you like me to do, and then fill in the blank something that in the past they seem to have enjoyed. And that way they might go, oh, yeah, that, that'd be nice. That'd be great. And so that might be an idea if they're not easily forthcoming with something. Yeah, or, or some of the things I think about it, in most, for most, the majority of married couples today both work outside the home. I think it's like 85%, something yeah. like that. And to do it, most people, they end up sharing tasks around the house. Yes. You know, hey, there are times, especially if you know they're they're extra busy this week, there's something going on at work, they don't feel well, maybe take on some of the tasks that they normally do. Yeah, even if you assign them and you divvied up your workload, now you say, I got the laundry this week or I got whatever. So you make them fill in the blank if they don't always, you know, answer. Yeah, I, I still, and I, I'll close it out with this verse. This is one that, and I don't recommend this. I think I've shared before, this was in the the really bad, bad way to study scripture. I was going through one of these things about, I didn't know what to read, so I was just going to stick my finger down and find a verse. Um, <laughs> what was I, I think, this? I think my man, this was like when I was in middle school. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it was I a long time recently. ago. Hello. It was ages ago. Okay. I remember, actually, I was looking at my clock, and it was like, I think it was 11-11. Don't ask me why. So I went to the 11th book of the New Testament. I think it's Philippians. I hope so. Maybe I couldn't count then. Okay. And I went to Philippians 1.11, and this was the living Bible at the time. Okay. Still, I guess it still exists. And it's just a verse so that has stuck with me. It's a paraphrase, but it's a verse that has always stuck with me, which is kind of weird when I forget other verses. And it was, hey, may you always be doing the small, kind things that show that you're a child of God. Ooh, and that like is a that. perfect verse for this question. Yeah. How can I serve and encourage you? Hey, look for the small, kind things that you can do 
to show your spouse that you love them and just to practice that kind of servant love that Jesus gave to us. So on that note, we will say goodbye. We want to hear from you, so please get in touch. And uh, as always, we want to challenge you to keep on forging.